0: Hello and welcome to Signals from the Hill. My name's Stephen Walsh. Coming up, we'll be talking to Andy Oliver, all about Broken Frontier, one of our favourite comics websites and an outlet for a lot of really exciting and interesting activities. But first, here's some other comics podcasts you may enjoy. Oh, we've had an email asking if we wanted like to do an advert for the Avery Hill podcast. Oh, that's nice of them. Does that mean well, we can't swear? Yeah, pretty much. So, no words like or s*** or, or, or- and definitely no. Oh, Gabriel okay, Hill Comics.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> nice. Oh, we're the Awesome Comics Pod. You can find us at awesomecomics.podbean.com or on iTunes and as the Awesome Comics Podcast and buy a copy of our Awesome Comics Anthology at www.awesomecomicpod.bigcartel.com. oh that was very professional, wasn't it? I knew
0: that'd go right. Oh, Jesus. In the monthly radio show on comics, Panel Borders, you can hear Alan Moore. Sometimes you see this gradual rehabilitation of Godzilla. Sandy Toxfig.
1: There's something about the cartoon world that, honestly, in these grim times, is rather preferable to flesh and blood sometimes. Chris Riddell. I have a draw in my studio. Um, it's the naughty
0: draw. And many more writers and artists talking about their craft. More info at www.panelborders.wordpress.com. Need a podcast all about comics topics, reviews, and just general chit chat? Then join
1: David Robertson,
0: Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, Giuseppe Lambertino, and me, Tom Stewart, at That Comic Smell. You can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes, and on Twitter and Instagram at That Pull up a chair and join us. And now, let's talk to Andy. Hello, Andy. How are you doing?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Surviving through uh, the latest of how many lockdowns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just to kick things off, I guess the the natural question from me is what is your official title and role at Broken Fronted?
1: Well, I guess really it's what I call myself, isn't it, really, rather, <laughs> um, uh, rather than something uh, specifically that's been set in stone. But um, I, I've kept hold of the term editor-in-chief, which is what I what I what my role was um, before I took over ownership of the site, which was about four years ago this week, I think. Um, I guess I'm the person that looks after things, um, looks after, because we're, we're more of a collective i think of us as really than as a necessarily a website um, because there's just so much that we do looks off on the site as well so that it's it's very much just a part of of the wider picture so yeah i look after uh, the direction of the site but um, there's a lot of uh, input from the team we try and run it as non-hierarchically as i possibly can but yeah uh, also i guess my other area is I cover a lot of small press stuff, um, which is my particular um, area of interest and anything to do with self-publishing or micro-publishing is um, very much um, in my remit um, to kind of push and promote. But yeah, it's, it's just about, uh, to be honest, it's just about the admin of the site and, and uh, the rest of the team do most of the hard work around me.
0: <laughs> Broken Frontier, for people who aren't aware of it, is at its heart, a a comics website that talks about comics in all its many forms. Um, But just to to go back to the the early days, you know, for so many people in in comics now, you are, you know, so inseparable from the idea of Broken Frontier, but, you know, you were not the founder of Broken Frontier.
1: So the site was founded in Belgium in 2002 by uh, my friend Frederick Haltane. And at the time, he was um, a college student, a university student. So uh, he was quite young um, back then. <laughs> um, to a degree, uh, it was it was about getting copies of comics to read that he couldn't afford when he was a student. <laughs> uh, he set up a review site. But I guess for the first few years, it's um, it was more... was more of a mainstream element to to what we did when I joined in two thousand and six. There certainly was far more of a a mainstream side to it, but it's always been a site that's looked at all areas of comics and has always, even in the early two thousands, was giving as much weight to self publishing and um, indie stuff. Uh, They were as important as was uh, superheroes and Marvel and DC and things. So it was it was a slightly different. Um, Entity in those early years, but but you know that that same underlying ethos I think has always kind of followed it. It There's been a through line from the very beginning. But Fred uh, decided a few years ago that um, he wanted to take a bit more of a, a back seat, and I think it was probably around 2014 that he stepped back from sort of running the site on a daily basis, and I took over. And in 2017, out of the blue, I got an email from him saying so he, he really wanted to start creating and he wanted to write his own comics, his own graphic novels. Um, he's had he's had a, a book published in Belgium called The Whale. And that was, that was kind of his dream from there. Uh, and you can't, it, it's hard enough running something like Broken Frontier on top of a day job anyway. Uh, so naturally he, he decided he was going to step away from it and uh, asked if I would like to take it over, which was incredibly generous. And... Here we are, four years on, and it's, yeah, it's, I guess, uh, yeah, it's been a sort of a a fairly life-changing thing for me in in, in many ways, being involved with it. Uh, Yeah, but no, I I certainly wasn't, um, if if you want somebody to thank for its inception, it wasn't me. (laughs) 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 And as you say,
0: when you first were involved, it was a case of covering... Uh, mainstream stuff
1: I I got involved uh, it was basically I was bored and I wanted (laughs) something to kind of um, I guess extend my comic my comic experience so after I'd read things reviewing them so it was a nice touch and I joined in 2006 and I was mainly at that point reviewing Marvel DC 2000 AD that kind of um, content but I think it was around yeah it was around 2011 I sort of started getting a little bit bored with it all, and that whole kind of called cool comics world. I think it was probably, yeah, I would have been around the time of the New 52 and that sort of thing, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> and I picked up something in Orbital called Solipsistic Pop by <laughs> Tom Humberstone. And I remember sitting at the BD Passion, uh, which was a comics festival that ran for about three years at the French Institute, and I was just sitting in the bar beforehand reading it. And just seeing one remarkably different voice after another, We're all doing really interesting things with the form. I'm trying to think who, who would have been in those back in those days, people like Liz Lunny and um, Tom himself, obviously. I think Rob Davis was in one. It, it was that, that kind of era. And I just thought, ah, this is what I want to do now. I want to start writing about this kind of stuff. and. Fred, to his credit, instead of saying, no, carry on writing about the stuff that brings in lots of traffic, and uh, uh, that's that's how we started. I, I initiated a column in 2011 called Small Press Gang, which seemed like an incredibly clever play on words at the time, and <laughs> now I look back on with sort of almost morbid embarrassment. It's terrible, It's it's, <laughs> terrible. It, it, it's it stuck, and... and For a lot of years, it was our primary kind of output for for, for small press stuff, but of course now it's across the site, lots of people on the site write about it. And I've I've kept the name going just because there's a kind of history there and and, um, the rather things that we've done um, through it, like the six to watch things and stuff. So it's nice to have that continuity, but yeah, I mean, essentially the entire site's open up to that kind of material now.
0: Before getting involved in reviews and, and with Broken Frontier, uh, you had, I think it's quite a prolific life as a contributor to uh, letter columns in the
1: US? Oh, yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget about that sometimes. I think I, I, I think I probably had 300 and something letters published <laughs> over a, a few years. I, I was never at Rollhurst. Um, <laughs> kind of, levels but um tm
0: was... maple that was the other uh show, yes wasn't... <laughs> that was uh
1: yeah initially the mag maple but when they stopped them um, allowing pseudonyms on letters it, it became maple. <laughs> um, but yeah uh yes i certainly wrote enough of them to be horrifically embarrassed when i come across them now or when somebody <laughs> Um, I think yes, they were a bit fanish at that point, so, but there we go. <laughs> well,
0: that's the whole point of the letter columns, and Also, you know, you're not going to get in if you send them uh, a three thousand words uh, review that sort of dissects no. everything
1: down to no, everyone. no, totally. And and again, it, it, it was a nice, it was a nice thing to be involved with at the time. You occasionally would get things like um, artists would send you uh, original art and stuff. Um, uh, trying to think, now Barry Kitson sent me some roughs that he'd done for planning out uh, some of his pages at one point. I I got uh, just tiny, tiny things. I got a Christmas card from Mark Miller one year, which uh, <laughs> was just this small thing that nobody has to do, but he did. And um, and not to mention all those photocopied um, preview advances that uh, you know nobody... Uh, nobody would quite believe that now, but uh, would regularly get sent stapled, photocopied copies of before they came out. So they had letters for the for the first pages, um, the first letters pages in in um, the number ones of, of, of whatever it was. Uh, so yeah. The, the, There were some nice aspects of that, but, yeah, it's bloody embarrassing looking back on it now.
0: (laughs) Do you still own the comics that you had letters
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was going
0: to say, you wouldn't get rid of those at all, would
1: you? No, in fact, I don't think i get rid of anything, to be honest. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I did have a master list at one point, um, but, yeah.
0: (laughs) Was was there a a particular title that you were a frequent sort of correspondent in?
1: A lot of the Spider-Man titles at the time, yeah, Uh, I... uh, there was one point where i think i'd i'd probably bored them senseless telling them every week that they shouldn't have resurrected norman Osborne and <laughs> where there was a, a sort of knowing uh reply to one of my letters to the point that they probably got the idea now
0: <laughs> it very
1: it was very sweetly phrased and and they sort of referred to me as an old friend but um yeah they probably got a bit bored <laughs> you can see what i mean about the sort of vanished bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> sort of things that i wouldn't yeah you know wouldn't uh, wouldn't give me a, a, a moment's um, a, a moment's worry now but back in the 90s seemed terribly important <laughs>
0: <laughs> as you say then you sort of go from writing and corresponding with the, the comics of the fan then as a reviewer and then becoming sort of enmeshed in in broken frontier to the point that you know, Frederick's happy to hand over the reins yeah. to you and the site itself has sort of, as you say, transitioned uh, with your yeah. presence from being something that sort of would balance between mainstream and self-published uh, comics to being very much focused now on um, self published and s- small press comics.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly think um, our, our main focus now would be that and the sort of alt comics world, uh, you know, the drawn and quarterly fantasy graphics act, that that side of things. Um, so yes, very much so. It was back in 2013 that we relaunched the site, and at that point, Fred decided that we would probably step away from a lot of the very obvious mainstream stuff. So when when we launched our, our new look site at that point, the kind of superhero stuff started dropping off significantly and when i took the reins fully i think that was probably the point that we almost entirely stepped back from it and occasionally things will will pull through um because you know sometimes you'll you'll see something that's doing some really really interesting things with the form and that's another big part of, of, of what we are. We're really interested in the language of comics and the actual craft of comics and comics as a, a very distinctive medium. So I'd never say never. Uh, if it's doing something interesting with the form, fine. But yes, generally speaking, uh, the the sort of, uh, yeah, the superhero stuff is very much sort of outside us now. And and that's, you know, that's fine, there's loads of sites doing that, loads of sites covering that stuff. <laughs> So I, I think we can safely walk back from that a bit.
0: I would like it if you carried on doing the site exactly as it is now, but just added one feature each week. We just did a weekly update on the status of Norman Osborn in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though it's just sort of like a line game, yeah, Norman Osborne's still this guy in
1: I literally have no idea what's, <laughs> what... what <laughs> how
0: how he, he stands at the
1: moment. <laughs> 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 He's he's probably died and been resurrected seven or eight times since then.
0: It would have been good if you'd done that, actually, because there would have been a bit where you're like, uh, listen, this is going to sound like I'm joking, but Norman Osborne's sort of like heading up the Avengers right now. (laughs) He's doing that for about a week, isn't it? That's crazy. I think along with the sort of refocusing of the site, for me personally, from the outside, looking at Broken Frontier, I think the other element that you really brought to the fore and something you've really developed there are the sort of the the, the projects that tend to to spawn from it and uh, you've sort of like steered into the world. I think that the, the first obvious one for me, and do correct me if I'm wrong, was the, the anthology that you put together.
1: Yeah, um, that very much was um, Frederick and Tyler who was on the site at the time, who, who's uh, co-publisher of uh, Awake. Ah. States that was very much their baby and in fact when I took over as editor-in-chief one of the big things with that was so that Fred could spend his time putting that book together because it was um it was enormous and, and it, <laughs> a very nice you know it was a very handsome looking book and so my my involvement with that was uh, far more peripheral. I think I probably nodded in the directions of uh, Ed Edop and Carrie Fransman, and uh, uh, as being really cool people in the UK to, uh, mm-hmm. to bring it. But it, it was it was a very interesting book in the sense that again, perhaps coming back to that initial concept of of broken frontier, it it was full of uh, the very mainstream people or or sorry people who work in sort of more serial comics world. So it had lots of work from people who've worked for Marvel and DC and Image and Dark Horse, but it also had people like Noah Van Skiver and Box Brown uh, and Edie and uh, Carrie and people like that as well. So yeah, I think it's, it's quite interesting in that sense that it probably was a reflection of that 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 earlier period of, of BF and in that sense, probably as it was Fred's last major, major project on the site, it's a nice a nice kind of legacy i think to his his period uh, his time as, um as as uh, as as a leading right of of bf
0: so in terms of just looking at the next sort of big project that I, I think of coming out of broken frontier uh i i imagine i'm more accurate then in describing you as being the architect of the Six to watch as an idea
1: yes that was um that was very much I mean, that was interesting because when I first started doing the whole small press thing and I didn't know anybody and I was popping along to shows and I kind of met uh, a few people back then who uh, sort of, I think, sort of introduced me to people, brought me into things a bit more, people like Sean at, as a party, uh, who, was, who was always a, 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 a really friendly face to see at events in those in those early days. But as things began to evolve and people began to look at us covering that kind of material, it became more and more obvious to me that there was more we could do than simply review things. And it was when I discovered a comic by Rebecca Bagley, who's now doing big things in children's illustration, it was called Tick, and it just blew me away, the quality of it. And she hadn't got it out to any shops or anything like that at that point in time. It was very much just turning up at events and and selling it from there. And I started communicating with her about ways she could uh, get that uh, seen. And some of the things seem very obvious now, approaching shops, having an online store, but back then people didn't necessarily think along those lines. And it was from there I, I think that the whole, actually we can use this not just to cover people's work, we can actually actively champion them. And the six to watch thing, came about in 2015, it was the first year. It was just a, a short article I put up saying, hey, hey, here's six really cool people. You should look at their work if you're not already and, and and give them a follow. And it like lots of these things that we do at BF, it began to evolve into something far bigger. And that first year it was it was kind of organic, but it's turned into a, a sort of thing where we can mentor people I, I do a lot of that off the site, um, apart from, sadly, last year was was a, a bit of a, a nightmare because we just couldn't get, we didn't have the opportunity to get people involved with events as we had done in previous years, but we we will sort of get them along to uh, thinking of things like panels, if I'm running a panel, if I'm chairing a panel, they'll sit on those, if uh, I can get them on to... Uh, things like drawing parades we'll have them as guests at the drink and draw uh, all sorts of things like that sometimes present presentations we did a a ladies who comic broken frontier night once where we were able to get them onto that so it's that kind of thing and also selling their their work at events as well for them if we're tabling that kind of thing so yeah it's it's been it's been a really pleasing thing to be involved with and the loveliest thing about it is seeing how many of them have gone on to be picked up by publishers and uh, get their, their work seen by the audiences that they deserve and um, I've actually got a little list here just so I wouldn't forget <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean obviously Avery Hill um, but um, Street Noise Books, Self-Made Hero, Rebellion, Boom Studios, Unbound, Image so It's nice seeing them going on. And, And sometimes that's just a thing that's organic that always would have happened. Other occasions, I've had publishers get in touch with me about asking to be put in touch with them, with the creators. And when you're in that position where you know it's actually your coverage that's got them seen and, and might lead to something, and has led to things. Um, that's that's I think probably the the most rewarding thing about being involved with this. So I just wish I just wish somebody would pick up Peony Gent's book. <laughs> uh, got, got a book. So if there's a publisher out there looking for a, uh, a, a genuinely boundary pushing use of a form, compile all of Peony's. Um, comics into into a book for me please and I, i'll be eternally grateful <laughs>
0: <laughs> small press day was something that was dreamed up initially by david ziggy green uh, who just yeah, sort of yeah. threw out the idea on twitter but uh I, as i say for for people on the comic scene it was no surprise to see you and broken frontier join in with david and and help to sort of put that day together and turn it into a a regular arrangement. How how did that sort of develop from from David's
1: initial tweet? Yeah, so David's initial tweet about wouldn't it be a really cool idea got a lot of attention on, on Twitter. And I think in the initial days, there was a lot of people giving input. And for one reason or another, people sort of dropped off a little bit. But at the core of it, it's been myself alongside well actually it's, be, it's mainly been David <laughs> as you can see <laughs> he, he has a brilliant social media presence he's really good um and meets from the Alternative Press and uh, and meets the, the person behind the website and does all that kind of side of things just brilliant on the admin and then I just do a little bit on the side with BF um kind of we will obviously promote it and um, and do whatever we can to push it on the sites and get stuff up about it. And, yeah, it's it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I think what's really interesting about it is that perhaps in London, there's not the same buzz, I guess, in a way, because everybody in London is already meeting at small press events all year round. But in the rest of the country, you you see a huge social media Uh, presence on on small press day and it's just lovely seeing all these these events that are taking uh, place you know up and down the country and and in Ireland as well it's it's not just the UK it's in Ireland as well and it's it's a real thrill it's just a again a shame we couldn't do it uh, last year for the obvious reason but I think I think we we came up with some neat ideas uh, online so we had a sort of uh, drawing competition for drawing your favourite shop and stuff like that. And I did one tweet reviews all day long. So people were posting up four pages of their comics and I was just doing a one tweet review based on on those four pages on Twitter. And I did that from about 10 in the morning till, supposedly till six, but I just carried on until about 10 at night. <laughs> it was a long, long day, but uh, it, it was lovely. And again, I got to see work that I might not have seen otherwise. At one of this year's six to watch, Molly Ray, is uh, somebody I found through that through that exercise on Twitter that day. So it it, it was well worth taking part in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's it is a lovely celebration, and I'm so pleased and. So, you know, thankful for all the shops that take part in that. I know we all are on the Small Press Day team because it's it has become a sort of staple thing in the calendar. And it's been nice as well. We've done stuff that I've done a couple of things at GOSH where we've gone on into the evening and um, launched our Small Press Yearbooks. I think the second and third one we launched on small press day because it just seemed like a really, really um, appropriate night to do that um, um, after launching the first one in April the year before. So, yeah, the last last two that we did, we we launched in the evening of Small Press Day. So, yeah, it's it's a lovely celebration and it's a lovely reminder that there is so much grassroots work out there, so many talented creators, and it is just such an important thing now. It, I couldn't have seen 15, 20 years ago that people would have looked at self-publishing as being a valid route into being picked up by a publisher, but it totally is now, absolutely is.
0: I guess, you know, with Small Press Day... Obviously, it comes round, uh, but once a year. But you've managed to also generate an idea that allows more sort of frequent interaction between the public and, and creators with uh, the drink and draw sessions that you do with Gosh Comics.
1: Yeah, that's that's been that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't believe it's nearly six years since we started doing that, and it it, it started off slightly haphazardly because we ended up sort of nomadically moving around the pubs of london uh, the, sorry, they're trying to find one that really really fit us Um it wasn't until about three years ago and that we got a room above the king's arms in in soho and facing very very pleased to have us there and it, it's become a huge huge event and um, i think on the calendar, it's. Uh, it's it's incredibly popular. We quite often, uh, and obviously this is all pre-pandemic, but we quite often didn't have enough room in in the room that we had to to house everybody. It's 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 that popular, and it got to the stage where I think the idea always was at one point that we try and sort of mix it up with small press, and with bigger names and comics. I guess if if you, if you want to use that term, they're all big for me, but. Uh, you get to a stage where you think well we can't we can't actually get everybody in this room when it's self published people uh, so there's no way <laughs> anymore that we could think <laughs> about um asking uh, somebody who'd uh, you know who works for marvel or something or dc or something um, but yeah it, it the loveliest thing about it is the community that's built up around it and friendships that have built up around it and the and the collaborative of it. and there's a lot of collaborations have, uh, have built up through it and people have uh, I mean i what was the thing I'm reviewed earlier idiot corpse of course yes idiot corpse was an anthology uh, I reviewed a month or so ago by three of three of the regulars at the drink and draw who all scripted a story and then handed them out around each other so they all drew each other's stories and um, again, something that's come out of, of that, that event. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, all these things, these community things are so important on a sort of casual, friendly way of networking, a way where you don't feel pressured, where you don't feel that uh, you've got to talk to as many people at the signing or whatever as possible, but just where you can, where those things come again organically. friendships grow and and yeah it's it's been a lovely thing to be involved with and with so many people from gosh as well so we're online at the moment so if anybody wants to join us at any point we do them every couple of weeks and um we put something up on broken frontier about it just just keep checking broken frontier and uh you'll you'll see how we do it on twitter now which is basically the same theme as in the pub free drawing rounds guest artist judges each one and uh yeah it's a lot of fun a lot of fun
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's nice as well that you've had something that's been able to sort of survive the pandemic and still sort of operate. And and if anything, that suddenly the the space issue goes out of the window, doesn't it? And like, yeah, you know, it's yeah.
1: open to anyone anywhere in the world. Yes, yeah. and uh, and there's been people taking part internationally as well, and that's been nice. And uh, we had a street noise Books special one where um, again we had we had uh, Bishak Som joining us for that one from the states so uh, and a lot of the people participating now aren't necessarily in the uk so it, it's it's nice that uh, that there are the U- tiny upsides to to things but yeah we we've reached a, a, a bigger audience of people for it and and we've upped the frequency as well because once a month when we're all inside seemed a bit uh, a bit paltry really so it gives everybody a chance every couple of weeks just to have a little bit of fun and, and enjoy joining in
0: I'm going to pivot now quite selfishly to Avery Hill Publishing. <laughs> you know, ostensibly the reason we're here tonight, Andy. I mean, this is... <laughs> so, uh, it's, you know, fair to say you've been, uh, you know, a wonderful supporter and advocate of Avery Hill books. Over the years. So I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, your view of, of Avery Hill, because obviously, you know, you were there, to Derek, the offensive badger. You were there from the very sort of early days.
1: Yes, Mitchell You've Collection, close-up master chef. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You've seen the development. I just wonder. You know how it sort
1: of appeared to you from the outside. It's funny. A few years ago, when we did a, a five-year celebration of small press gangs at BF, and Dave White uh, said something along the lines that there's there's a good chance that without Broken Frontier, Avery Hill wouldn't exist. And I think equally, there's uh, which was obviously a, uh, a very gracious bit of hyperbole, <laughs> but <laughs> I think uh, the the small press scene as we as we know it at the moment um, wouldn't be the same landscape without Avery Hill. It's been remarkable what they've done. Thinking back to the first things that I was reviewing back in 2012 maybe, something like that, uh, which were uh, anthologies, I'm I'm, I'm trying to find the right word now, (laughs) let's say were raw, were more raw than uh, the the kind of material that you'd see now. And and very self-deprecating as well um, in the sort of introduction and stuff uh, to each one of them. But uh, yeah, uh, that very kind of zine-based uh, feel that they had, it, it was very DIY culture um, back in those early days. And to have seen them come from that to where they are now, quite categorically, one of the most important publishing ventures. Well, if not the most impo- important publishing venture, I think, in the UK over the last few years. They, they really have changed uh, Changed. I mean that whole thing of coming from a small press, a whole thing of um, initially being classified as small press, and you couldn't say that now, obviously, (laughs) put out. But to to have gone through that, to have become this major um, sort of, uh, I guess, a, a sort of platform for emerging talent for for people that deserve to be seen but haven't been seen yet, and and so much about Avery Hills ethos mirrors. What we do at BF in in trying to find people, trying to push them to newer audiences, and you just look at people like Tilly Walden, I mean, my favourite EDOP, my favourite mm-hmm. comics artist, uh, and people like Owen Pomery Cat Chapman. It's 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 astonishing to think uh, about. The, the voices that they've they've brought in and, and pushed and brought to a far, far wider audiences. And, yeah, I just love everything they put out there, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's, it's been remarkable evolution, and uh, you wouldn't have thought that these big, glorious, gorgeous, hardcover Tilly Warden books um, would have been published by the same people who were putting out uh, um, zines about close-up shots of MasterChef on TV and... Uh, <laughs> I yeah. and uh, some of these old holiday photos and stuff like that?
0: I remember mm. I, can't, I can never remember the, the title of it, but I remember Dave did a zine, and it was just where he'd recorded a Werner Herzog film off Invincible. the telly. Yeah, and it had got, it, the recording had got glitched in some way, and he just did he just took photographs or did screenshots of uh, these glitched shots from a Werner Herzog film and assembled <laughs> it into a zine. And you sort of and you know, that's a fun, you know, really interesting to look at really sort of like interesting thing. But we've got a, a Korean edition coming out of one of our books. <laughs> you know, we've got like uh books in translation. Just to go from that that extreme to to that is uh quite yeah, incredible.
1: Yeah some so, so major award winning books and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there was a there was a definite point I think I, I I would say around the point of um, the festival by Jazz Greenhill, where suddenly there was a sort of jump in the quality of what was coming out, and and you could really see that they were gearing up that they something special was beginning to happen around that point I think and and I would say around the twenty fourteen as well I think that's where they really became sort of and the force that uh, i think of them as being now um early simon morton stuff and uh, the, when the first metro land um came out the first color metro land with uh, ricky and, and jules and i think very much around that period it, it it was it was obvious that something special was happening there was a, there was an alchemy there and um it, it's just gone on and on and every year i will say something along the lines at the end of the year uh, you know, it's been their best year yet, uh, <laughs> and every year seems to be the best year yet. And um, this year, I thought was just. I'm uh, oh, sorry, 2020. I, d- I thought was just astonishing. The books that came out last year. Yeah, and obviously, so did our audience, because uh, won the uh, Broken Frontier Best Publisher Award um, again this year. So, um, so so did our readers. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I do I do wonder if it's it's probably more complicated than this, but I do think there was some sort of shift at Avery Hill when they just collectively agreed that Dave was going to stop taking photographs and stuff off the telly and just photocopying it and putting it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I'd happily like give the guy an imprint and just let him, like, just pause the marcina or whatever. Like, whatever's on telly, it doesn't matter, Dave. Just uh... <laughs> staple them yeah. up, send them out, it's fine.
1: <laughs> the, the, the direction this is taken is not going to endear me to him. <laughs> 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 I have to say actually I I read I read both Ricky and Dave about those early years and about offensive Derek the Badger, which was which was um um that, that wasn't either of them, was it? It was um um Goss, wasn't it? But uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually loved all that stuff and if I was at yeah. Z that's exactly the kind of stuff I'd think, wow, treasure. Yeah.
0: I I, I I love
1: Close Up Master Chef. I think mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. I I love Mitchell Collection. So there we go. It's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Um, it, it's it's just it does now when you look back on it, seemed quite incongruous. And every so often when I'm sorting out piles, I'll find their early zine, Tiny Dancing, and and it's yeah, you wouldn't have imagined, but uh, they would have gone on to do what they they have gone on to do, and uh, yeah, it, it is a remarkable story, it really is. In terms of
0: broken frontier, we've talked about, you know, your the, the the site's initial focus and your involvement and your refocusing. But even in the last few months, again, you've sort of rather than reshaped just sort of tried to elevate the purpose of the site, perhaps you've, you've yeah. released a, a new sort of statement of, of intent.
1: Yes, we, uh, so in the autumn, yeah. Um, I mean, I've always seen what I wanted to shift us towards. And again, this is very much, it, it is, there is a through line right to the beginning, but I like I like the term Community Hub. I've always liked that term. And I think we have to a degree sort of served that role over the years in, in, in terms of our small press coverage. I think when I took over, I, I, I had these four words beginning with C that uh, all all seem to be, and I wrote a sort of editorial uh, on on the day I took the site over four years ago, and those words of community, collaboration, celebration and championing. And they're all the things that I think are very much at the heart of what we do and very much at the heart of our message. But last year, uh, I I think very much in light of everything that's that's happened and, and the world we're in right now, I think you have to look at what you've got and if you've got a platform... That, that can work more positively to think about ways to use that. And we've put always worked with a behind-the-scenes, we've always worked with uh, a diversity and inclusivity 10-point uh, plan, or we have for, for the time I've since I took over. So that's always been at the forefront of the behind-the-scenes kind of set up at BF. But I think what we want to do now is to take the site forward is to really prioritise work that's uh, socially conscious, work that promotes or is by marginalised voices. You know, projects, I guess, with a a community ethos or an element of social activism. And that's going to be our priority uh, uh, as we move forward, I think, now, because comics is just such a remarkable medium for communicating ideas and for sharing experiences. And... I think we can actually use the platform that we've got now to do our small bit, I guess, and, and, and try and, and try and use it in a sense where we're helping in, 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 in the idea of effecting more positive change. So what we are trying to do is open it up to people a lot more and invite more in the way of guest blogs um, to get people thinking of it more as their platform uh, as much as the teams and we've got some things coming up which i hope are going to start uh, getting the ball rolling a bit more uh, a bit more quickly than it, than it has been so far and yeah quite excited about the future uh, i am yeah and i've got a wonderful team who are all, who are all, uh, working very hard in that regard as well um constantly coming up with ideas and thoughts and yeah um i'm very lucky to be, uh, be to be surrounded by 11 or 12 whatever it is now um <laughs> the, the talented and and and, and uh, conscientious people who ha- who have who sh- you know share that vision really for for what we can be and and for what we can do better
0: in terms of people being able to follow the progress of that new approach but also just to sort of keep up with the invaluable reviews that you do the website is www.brokenfrontier.com and people can follow you on twitter at broken frontier
1: yeah and instagram as well at broken frontier yeah yeah so um yeah Our, our social media is far more uh, professional than my personal ones, so you're, you're best <laughs> off. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I just I like. follow
0: both, get the whole uh, <laughs> run the whole gamut of uh yeah. ambient,
1: well, content. You, you don't get the comics in the pub at the moment, but, uh, <laughs> but apart from that, yes. <laughs> no comics in the pub,
0: but still plenty of comics.
1: So, yes, plenty of comics. So, yeah, uh, mine is, is definitely more self indulgent than the sites, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The sites, social media, will pop out all our links, and and again, there's a contact us page as well. So uh, take a look at that, and uh, our, our new statement is at the top of our Twitter. It's the pin tweet. So if anybody looks at that and thinks, yeah, actually, I've got something I want to talk about. I've got a, a project that's working within the community to to advance uh, or to promote. Um, yeah, get in touch with us. Have a look at that, and we we will uh, we will get back to you.
0: Andy thanks so much for talking to us.
1: No problem at all. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> thanks again to Andy for talking to us. And thank you for listening. See you next month. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.